And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star too For two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a very special returning guest. She's my classic Hollywood correspondent, and usually my Gene Kelly correspondent, but she's on loan to Fred Astaire today. It's mm-hmm. Sierra Ryan, everyone! Hello, John! Hi, Sierra. Hello. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Mm-hmm. And we're here today to talk about Holiday Inn! The one and only. The 1942 problematic movie that John's gonna probably waste two hours bitching about it! It's gonna be a long... (laughs) It's gonna be a long episode, everyone. Maybe. Who knows? Um, The screenplay is by Claude Binion, based off an idea by Irving Berlin. Music and lyrics by Irving Berlin. Uh, directed my by Mark Sandrich, except for the three seconds of animation in this movie, it was directed by Robert Allen. And according to IMDb, at an inn which is open only on holidays, a crooner and a hoofer vie for the affections of a beautiful up-and-coming performer. Okay, so. So. <laughs> uh-huh. I know a lot of people like this movie it has some great music in it i'm not gonna lie because it's irving berlin it's been made into a stage uh, it's made into a stage production alternative to white christmas kind of thing Mm -hmm. i mentally prepared myself for the blackface Mm -hmm. because i've seen this before i knew it was coming me too i don't think i really like this movie (laughs) it is it's I don't, it's there's a lot of problems with it um although mm. lots of the music and there's moments that are really fun and cute and adorable usually yes. in the in the songs except for Abraham um but yeah I I noted like anytime you especially nowadays when you're hitting a streaming service and a warning pops up uh that's you know that's the that's the thing where you have to like gird your loins and um wait what where did you watch this uh i watched it on like apple tv um okay i wrote wrote down the warning it said uh uh warning this program includes racial and cultural depictions that are outdated and offensive although Mm -hmm. these depictions do not represent the values of nbc universal they have not been removed in the interest of presenting the original content and preserving history this program is reflective of the time when it was made and serves as a reminder of the racism and prejudice that was once considered acceptable. Of course, I'm like, acceptable by whom? That's the problem. Yeah. By the people doing it. Yeah. Um, so we're ripping the bandaid off right away. Yeah. We're just going to talk about Abraham right now because sure. because we have to. We have to. We have to warn the, the, the content warning mm-hmm. for anyone so, who's listening. There's a so the whole premise of this, like I said, is that the there's an inn that Bing Cosby's character is running and it's only open on holidays or like they're allowing guests to come in and be entertained and blah blah blah. Um, Very by the way, VIP special events, by the way, this is the same set that will later be used in White Christmas. Yeah, isn't that hilarious? That's yeah. just so I funny. saw it, I was just like, that hey. one little like rounded uh 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 like uh uh i don't know what that what that is the living room is very is very it's 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 a very intricate living room area yeah it's it's like very recognizable it's like three steps up onto a platform of sorts and i'm just like that is very specific anyway for february they did lincoln's birthday as uh one of the holidays right which is still celebrated or right, still observed, course. I should say. And yeah, they decided to sing a song called Abraham. And in it, everyone, all the performers were in blackface. Everyone. And I know it's a plot point. I know the whole point of Bing Crosby's character um, almost forcing blackface onto his co-star in the thing is to make her not look like her white self um Mm -hmm. but then she comes out in a completely offensive 
outfit and wig and so, mannerisms. So I'm just like, but it's not just about the blackface. So let's just let so, that so, sit there. So, so, so. He starts that this scene by being like, we're doing blackface. And she's just like, what? This is news. And then, so the fact, oh my God, this melted my brain thinking this because you're watching <laughs> it and it's very offensive, very bad. And right. you're like, but wait a second. She wasn't supposed to be in blackface originally. Uh, originally. And I, and I understand that. But then again, the very beginning of the scene, the coat check girl is in blackface. Oh, yes. The waiters the, are in blackface. Are in blackface. The, the band is in blackface. The, the theme is blackface. And I, it's, you know. It's, and the, ser- the uh, servers who are in blackface are then part of the ensemble. Ensemble that, that come in and sing. sing. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> it's so bad. And then she says something like, I won't look pretty while he's putting the blackface on her. And I was just like. I know. Oh my god. And then oh my god. And then there's the um black woman, Mamie, the character. Mm-hmm. The actual the, person of actual color. Person of color and her two children are who are children of color. Yes. Sing about Abraham Lincoln and the whole point of the song is that he's a white savior. And yes. it's like how was any of this okay? I mean, I would have preferred if just Mamie had the solo for the entire song. Right. That would have been like, okay, but... I mean, um, no, it wouldn't have been no, okay because have... if you listen to the lyrics, you're like, well, wait. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been called Abraham. It would have been called something else. But yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. it's let's let's just, let's just, like you said, rip off that Band-Aid and be I like... I wanted to... We needed, let's to... Find a, we needed to find another way that she would have been um, hidden from view like a mask or something where they're making a joke about greek choruses and they're like oh let's do a comedy and tragedy or something like that and you know that kind of thing because that's so a huge is, plot point this is like a good so, somewhat segue to talk about the stage version for a hot second yeah i don't know it very well oh i submitted a- for it because i sang shaking the blues away for like the, the one of the characters but no. It's like wall to wall dancing. Okay. I saw it on Broadway. So it premiered in Goodspeed in 2014, oh, opened Goodspeed. on Broadway in 2016. Mm-hmm. They added more songs and obviously cut Abraham. I don't mm-hmm. remember what they did. I think they just did Valentine's Day. Okay. Which that's what they should have done and made it like make her wear like a mask or like a or something. Yeah. For it. That would have been simple. And then I would only have one gripe with this movie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but <sighs> it, uh, in the stage version, Corbin Blue played Ted. Okay. And he actually did the firecracker number. Oh, which, we'll, we'll talk about that. Which we'll talk about that yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so clearly in the... 60-ish years from the movie to the stage version they're like we're cutting this oh yeah and like i kind of agree with the trigger warning that of course uh, because it is history it is history and it's it's bad but like then you have the conversation of this is not good yeah. because yeah and they have that they have those in front of the muppet show the old you know 70 you know really yeah they do because there's sometimes oh they're doing a bad native american or or right. or asian okay. or you know they they're sometimes either whether it's even if the puppets are very cute you know they they kind of makes little warnings to say like oh just in case they're not they're we're not we're not going to tiptoe around the fact that this might be offensive yeah, there's there was no trigger warning for on Prime, and I had to rent this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say like if for for those who are completists of Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire and Hollywood movies, it's definitely something to watch because there are things that are very cute, and you can learn a little bit about about uh, you know the the way that that these movies progressed over the years. Um, you know, which from is one thing to the next which i was thinking about it too because last year you came on to talk about white christmas mm-hmm. which this song the song is first featured in this movie Holiday exactly. Inn. Yep. although there's some discrepancy as to when he wrote it because different sources are telling me different years but anyway right. um in white christmas we talked about how they 
kind of skirted the racism. Right, right, yeah. So yeah. I was just like, okay, in because I think that's 50-something. 50 54, so, I think, yeah. Yeah, so in like 12 years, they learned kind of Question mark? they learned a, le- they learned a lesson yeah exactly. not the full lesson but not the full lesson. one exactly okay yeah um just... can i can i talk about my other gripe with this sure and they do what she they do address it which is great is that both men are fighting for linda mason without asking linda mason what linda mason wants Oh, of course. And in, and I like the fact that she had, she's like, why, why are you doing this without, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you talk to me? Why didn't you like include me in any of your conversations about, about my own autonomy in these relationships? Like, right. what, huh? And or, yeah. or the, or the two men could be fucking adults and be like, Hey, I like her. Hey, I like her too. Great. Let's right. Let's now figure then this you, out. But then you don't have a comedy of errors. And but I'm I kept writing down, like I I kept writing down. God, everyone's an asshole in this. Everyone yes. is a backstabbing asshole. Yes. And usually when like Fred Astaire especially, is kind of a tongue in cheek, uh, you know, imp impish kind of guy like he is with a lot of uh, Ginger Rogers mu- movies. It's not. It's it's for this romantic cute cute meat kind of purpose and he usually doesn't completely destroy her career there is one movie where he does oh but my god when that happened i was just (laughs) like well no that was bing crosby who did that yeah crosby is the one yeah oh yeah was very unprofessional the whole fucking does not want her to have any any creative uh career beyond his own uh, um, a sense of authority over her, and it's just like an, an ownership over her, and and that's that's definitely the problem. But but also both of the women at least are on completely different sides of the um, of the prod pro, uh, the, the the spectrum the spectrum because um, what's her name Virginia Dale plays um, uh, the the Lila who is so high maintenance and so flighty. And I don't, she's such a two-dimensional character that has no, you know, I mean, they're making a joke about her that she bounces from man to man, but, and then she's completely forgiven by the end. It's just like, okay, this is so weird, because they all have like a happy-go-lucky, you know, foursome dance at the end. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what? Okay, you're just you're just gonna be like laughing it off and being okay with Lila's personality, but I'm just like well, because everyone needs oh, to be partnered off at the end of I a know. classic Hollywood movie or but, married. I know, but like I guess Fred Astaire deserves Lila and Bing deserves Linda. Yeah, I don't know. It's no, I want Linda so to be by herself. Like yeah, yeah. Not not saying that I want her to be like you know. Alone. Um, alone, <laughs> but like not with either of these guys. No, yeah, it was just warning red flags everywhere, all rather, over the place. I'd rather her with the cabbie that tried to drown her than <laughs> any of these two. Yeah, and the cabbie was in on it. I don't know. Those who haven't watched this movie are like, "What the hell is happening?" Gotta watch it. You gotta <laughs> watch it. I'm sorry. I, I mean, we <sighs> maybe yeah. when I actually edit this, I'll add a trigger warning about things but like yeah <laughs> we have i yes yeah. um but yeah and and at least linda like sticks up for herself and be like hey bing crosby how dare you do this because yeah. like he ruins her chance of be of like auditioning for uh movie people. producers yeah. He also sabotages the performances at his own inn, his place yeah. of business. Right. Like the whole Renaissance thing. I, I wrote down like, I know this is supposed to be played for laughs, but I, I can't know. get over the unprofessionalism of his pivot. <laughs> no, he's like a little simpy, whimpering, like hurt person. Although, like I said, that was actually one of the one one of the one of the sequences that I liked in the in its own little universe of Oh, we're playing around with uh, styles, allowing Fred Astaire to be to to have some humor and have some some uh, put uponness while he's dancing. And I think Fred Astaire, when he is off, when his character is off his game, but he's supposed to be dancing, is really funny, is really charming, you know. And and so I yes. liked that sequence, um, but not for the but not 
because it was being musically backstabbed by his creative partner. I mean, I don't understand why any of them would trust anyone else after some of these sequences. Right. And like, I personally like the the concept of this in, mm-hmm. you know, like it's only active during, but like it, it should have been. And I think white Christmas fixed it in a way where like you better. have, well, like you have a crew of people stay there. Right. And that's where they're putting on the show and everything. Granted, they need money, so they have they probably have to leave. But, like, come by a week, like, early yeah. to start rehearsing. Not the day of, for Not fuck's sake. <laughs> that's the magic of these Hollywood movies, though. They, they like to play w- around with the fact that people can just do their show and not have any rehearsal. That's great. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would I would also say that we might be looking at this movie definitely from a very modern perspective of real of trying to make sense of it when in reality at that time of these movies, especially early 40s, we're just about to get back and get into a war. We're distracting people. Um, you know, there was a little tiny bit of propaganda you saw in the middle of a middle of Holiday Inn about FDR and 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 Fourth of July. You saw that you know the the screen went to patriotic, you know, um, mode, <laughs> as it were. Uh, and there, it's it is kind of a madcap, tongue in cheek comedy in that sense. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not trying to think about what like if, is it a Will Ferrell musical, you know, style? Is it like what what would it be oh, nowadays? Maybe. You know, um, I don't. I have yeah. um, uh, what I read on IMDb though. Speaking of the Fourth of July number, is mm-hmm. that um, they added the firecracker number after Pearl Harbor. Mm. So to like be a dedication in a way. So right. right. This World War Two is happening while they're right. making this movie. Yeah. And so, like, yes, it's propaganda. Yes, it's to, like, be, like, support the troops. But, like, it wasn't, that wasn't the full message, like, other movies we've done. No. I mean, it was probably written before the war started. So it's definitely, mm-hmm. it, it the spirit of it is not, not, not necessarily um, anything but kind of what it appears to be. <laughs> Also, there's yeah. some controversy over the song White Christmas because, okay, like I said, the, mm-hmm. I'm getting different years. So the movie came out in 42. Yes. Yes. I saw that he wrote it in 38. I saw that he wrote it in 40. I have no idea when Irving Berlin wrote this goddamn song. Right. But. Yeah. But um, it came out. It was. It won the Oscar. It won the it, Oscar. But yeah. that's the controversy because right. I believe. Was it written for the movie or was it written and then shoehorned in? Yeah, exactly. Yes, because I did did also see that apparently Bing Crosby performed it on the radio before the movie came out or something. I mean, that's that's probably because a radio show is marketing for for it. And I also read that they the producers thought that um, Be Careful, It's My Heart would be the big the big number that everyone would you know that that would win an oscar that everyone would be singing afterwards and recording afterwards and instead it was white christmas so it, you know the 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 public spoke the public went no we prefer this little white christmas song do you like the duet version of white christmas yeah like that that's in this movie i do i mean it's 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 set in a nice relaxed improvised let's mm-hmm. just oh, oh feeding feeding the lyrics to the other person to linda so that she can do harmonies and then she proves herself to to sing and although uh what's her name marjorie uh, marjorie uh what's her name marjorie reynolds did not actually sing her own yes. music she was dubbed um but whoever uh did did her voice was a lovely choice for for bing crosby to sing with so it, it was, was not marnie nixon just it to, was like, not marnie nixon there. no i would have i would have marnie freaked out i'm like hey marty um no <laughs> um but yeah i i liked it and you know i i sing white christmas probably about 300 times every december so <laughs> right yeah <laughs> my and caroling like, company so I, I liked it yeah and and like for the past two months we've been hearing only bing crosby sing it so mm-hmm. that's why i'm just like oh a duet this is mm-hmm. something interesting like 
there were pockets of uh, of moments in this movie that I um, laughed. I genuinely enjoyed, like um, when when uh, Linda drives the car into the pond. I I guffawed. <laughs> I guffawed. She's taking control. She's she's grabbing the grabbing her own destiny in that sense and she's like oh sorry whoops oh okay i'll leave i'll go i'll go get help you know yeah and and this leads me into the tap dance the firecracker tap dance number i i don't know what song it actually was i think it was let's say it with firecrackers yeah yeah i think so yeah that's that's the one this gave me okay we're going to go back to Summerstock for a hot second yes this gave me the the newspaper squeaky floor yeah. yeah vibe yeah but with firecrackers yep i loved it's one of the best things that um that fred astaire i think has has done it's classic fred astaire prop dancing mm-hmm. where he takes something and he makes rhythms out of it and he has fun with it and he, the exactitude of where he throws the firecrackers, and I know that some of them are explosions coming up from the bottom of the of the um. Oh, they all are of the things. Okay, but the way he throws it to make sure that it it hits the right you know spot at the right time, and his facial expressions, and they animate over the the, the explosions to make them a little bit more uh, visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this is kind of the worth the price of admission of watching this movie is just for that number it's just so delicious i love it and i do have to say marjorie reynolds and virginia dale who played linda mason and lila dixon respectively mm-hmm. they keep up yeah i oh, i yeah. don't i i don't know these women for shit but like <laughs> no offense to, the, no, no, to no, them no. or their estate but like no. i I mean, they they did such a great job. And the choreographer, Danny Dare, I wanted to mm-hmm. throw his name out there because, like, the choreography is amazing in this it's be- movie. It's beautiful. I, I'm not as a big a fan of Virginia Dale for her acting choices. Like, she seems to be pleasant while she dances, but I don't really necessarily follow her. I always seem to follow Fred Astaire because he always seems to have this joyful wonderful expression however uh marjorie uh as as linda has such a a good moment to moment time even in the dancing and Mm -hmm. i i really became a fan and i'm i'm sorry she didn't have as big a musical theater uh, or at least a musical film career after this um yeah yeah i mean I, i don't know how well she's actually sang but she could definitely dance so it was nice i but like i guess um was Sid Charisse out around this time? Maybe. She was pretty young. She was doing like Harvey Girls in nineteen forty-eight. And then Gin- and Ginger Rogers. But like there's a there was a probably other women who steamrolled her. <sighs> maybe. I, or maybe she was too young at this at this point, but but uh, there's definitely a a after Ginger Rogers uh part of Fred Astaire's career where the producers like, who's the next Ginger Rogers? Who's the next you know, right. one that fits the the bill, and you know, Sidrice definitely had a had a couple of um uh, of uh, movies with him, and and um and then everyone did, you know, and then you know, yeah, it, didn't he it, do? He did one with Debbie Reynolds, I believe. He did. Oh uh, yeah, um, what was it? Daddy Longlegs was with um, uh, Leslie Carone. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Easter Parade with Judy Garland, and then then which Barclays that Broadway. song, uh, yeah, that song exactly is in Easter Parade, exactly. And then you know, um, and then going back to Ginger Rogers and Barclays of Broadway in in the later years. So, um, where do I want to go? I don't know. Do you want to just jump to the beginning again and just kind of go through it, or is there just like a jumping through? I I mean, there were some great songs. There's great oh. Uh, I have a question for you. In the song, Let's Start the New Year Right, Mm -hmm. it's when the two of them, I believe, are in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And Bing Crosby is supposed to just be like humming, singing along. That is that supposed to that's supposed to be sung in universe, right? Like, yeah, they're they're in there. I was like, why are you serving food in your costume? First of all, get 
but yeah, I mean, they're they're getting they're getting ready for the New Year's, and as as owners of this, they're like, okay, we might as well put you know, they, there's a lot of dichotomies in this movie where they put one thing uh, in in contrast with another thing, and wearing a tuxedo or a ball gown and f- serving turkey food and 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 you know sloppy joes or whatever to the guests uh, you know is is um is you know it's just a nice a nice opposites kind of visual it's i i, I liked that i actually wrote that one down and, um and yeah. since we're here at new year's i read on imdb allegedly so this is like the uh catalyst of the whole movie where yeah, the plot really starts here in terms of the the comedy of errors yeah, where uh, Fred Astaire shows up heartbroken, drunk because Lila left him, left yeah. him for for money, um, and he dances with Linda Mason, uh, but not he doesn't know who she is. He's he doesn't remember because he's, he's so sloshed. blacked out, drunk. Yeah. And according to IMDb trivia, apparently Fred Astaire was really drunk for that. Which, well, he kept he kept taking shots between takes, I think, and they used the very last take. They used the the seventh take, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> and I was just bourbon, like, I think, <laughs> I was, and I was watching it, and I was just like, I don't think any of that is real. Like, you know, may, maybe he took like uh, uh, like a shot or two but like i don't know there's something about fred astaire's dancing that he it feels like he's more professional yeah but also knowing but also knowing fred astaire his drunk with his muscle memory of rehearsing is probably true still better than me sober better than me with one drink in me walking down the street come on (laughs) (laughs) you know he's he's i I could i could kind of understand if it's just you know uh, a a a a fairy tale of a fable um on set um but (laughs) but he but the fact is we look at him doing that dance and he sells it so well he's so good he's so good I love it when he's when he like he tries to look at one thing and he's so drunk that he like turns, you know, 270 degrees instead of 180 or, you know, it's like he he is so good with his focus and with his stopping on a dime at the right place. And you could tell that Marjorie, when she was dancing, was having so much fun, like reacting to him in the moment. And I it was it was just so such a wonderful, funny you know sequence and i'm no i have no idea if if the the extras that were watching were also having fun or whether they're like oh god he has to do this seven times oh god but it was whoever was controlling or you know letting the the audience the 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 obvious audience and and chorus behind him um watch it was it was just a that this is one another one of the highlights because the drunk dancing i mean how can you you have to be very specific, but also very loose at the same time to make it believable. I won't tell Gene Kelly that you complimented Fred Astaire. How's that? Oh my goodness, they have—they are both amazing dancers. In my I'm kidding. Mind. I'm kidding. And they both. They, what What I love about both of them is every single dance they do has a story. It's mm-hmm. not just pretty dancing, except maybe if it's just the opening. Let's just show off what what we do, and then you go on to the next thing but so many of these sequences even if it's just their faces and their bodies they are telling some sort of story by the end um and i just love i just love both of them okay maybe you could help me answer this why did i write down life imitating art imitating life in the song i'll capture your heart singing i don't remember that I'll capture sorry abraham happened and i blacked out the first half of the movie (laughs) Um, are you talking? Be careful! It's my heart. No, no, no. Which it's the song. The... I think that's the song that the two of them are singing at the very beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that kind of sets up the 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 love triangle, as it were, where one of them is a dancer, one of them is a singer. I'll capture your heart singing. I'll capture your heart dancing. She's fickle. She's bouncing between the two of them. She's challenging yes. them to 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 have her, and then at the very end. She looks off camera and she waves at someone else and she disappears. And the two of two of the men are like left over going, uh, okay. And then they dance off together. 
because they're because so Bing is like I'm a singer. Let me learn. Let me be a dancer. So you can I can get you. And Fred is like, uh, I'm a dancer, but let me sing so right. I can impress you. Yeah. And it's just like, well, this is basically you're basically telling us what's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Which is fine. That's you know, we're here for it. Well, yeah. Yeah, and that that was also cute. The the prop humor with the chocolates and the flowers and things like that. Yeah. Um. I also I also wrote down for I've got plenty to be thankful for. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is this is my state of mind while watching this movie. Quote: No, you fucked up. So now you have to live with your choices. End quote. Because Bing Crosby is like a puppy with his tail between his legs uh-huh. being like oh nobody likes me oh, oh no i'm so sad everyone should feel bad for me and i'm like no you are the mastermind behind yeah. all of this no one told you to do it nope nope i like how he looks to the turkey and he's like you're better off than i am this <laughs> dead turkey during thanksgiving and it feels like though i mean i know fred astaire is like fighting for her attention and everything but it feels like bing crosby is the one that is actually doing things like like um he's messing with the music he tells the cabbie to not show up on time with linda mason like he's the one that is doing all these stunts well he's incredibly he's on the defensive he's got you know he's like in terms of in terms of the dynamics he has to hit everything that Fred Astaire is lobbing at him and he has to come up with different ways to do so. Right. But he's also not, it it doesn't feel like, like Fred Astaire is only fighting him with words. He's not physically doing anything besides flirting with Linda Mason. Right. Exactly. And I'm sorry. I keep saying her full name, but that's how she introduced herself. Linda Mason. I'm Linda Mason. Yep. Yep. Um, And finally, uh, the be careful it's my heart sequence happens and it's once again that dichotomy of Bing Crosby romantically singing it and Fred Astaire stealing his girl right behind him with the dance and <laughs> I'm surprised they did the full song and just didn't stop because like they're not quiet at all no they start tap dancing I'm like shh <laughs> he's gonna hear you and then he, they, they they slam through the paper, and I'm like, oh, some prop guy's gonna have to redo that for the actual. Uh, oh, come on. Uh, or or the second take, or another take. <laughs> exactly. They've got plenty off camera, ready for that. Yep. Um, yep. Let me see. Did we answer all the questions that I wrote down? I don't know. I mean, this uh, is just basically Mean Girls. You know, just backstabbing Mean Girls only. They're the Mean Boys against oh, each other. Did they say why Jim went to the sanitarium? Uh, because, um, <laughs> because the joke was, and that's another dichotomy is he's singing lazy, but he has all this work to do and he suddenly realizes, oh, this is a crap ton of actual work. I might want to rethink how I make my money. I'm going to make the holiday in. So the, uh, the joke is that he had to go to a sanitarium for a little bit of rest okay. and relaxation before coming out of his stupor with a brand new idea just because we didn't really see it no no it's a, it's a was... joke it's more of a okay. joke than anything okay although he probably um, did spend like a week in a sanitarium or something like that <laughs> his character not being oh do you okay so to get more detailed with my questioning yes do you feel like mamie's kids added anything to the movie oh no some sour notes and then being sort of cute when when they were New Year's as as old and New Year, but I was just, that was just uncomfortable. Because I think they were also cut for the stage version. Oh yeah, and who and wants to like, have kids on Broadway? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no one, uh, unless no you're one. doing Matilda. Matilda. Um, yeah, exactly. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? Wow. I mean, we we. Let's I know see. I'm broad stroking it, but like. We yeah. hit, we really hit the hot button. Oh, here's a fun fact. You ready yes. for this fact? What's that? On the Wikipedia page, under the blackface controversy segment, uh-huh. it says, in 2018, British Prime Minister Theresa May named Holiday Inn her favorite Christmas film, causing controversy due to the racism of the Abraham segment. Yeah. Which. Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. say White Christmas, not Holiday Inn. 
Yeah. Yeah. You could say, I mean, I like the music of Holiday Inn. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. No. I feel like, though, I like Judy's version of Easter Parade more than I do like Bing Crosby's version. And you can rake was... me over the coals for that one. No, but no, I no. I don't care. I think it's actually, I reacted to the Bing Crosby uh, version of this because everything, he backphrases everything. So, what does that mean? Backphrasing means you don't if if the lyric is written usually on the the first beat of the of the of every measure that it comes in you wait a couple beats and then then fill in the blanks with the with the thing so instead of i'm dreaming of a wide it'd be i'm dreaming of a wide oh. you have a you you try to you you play with the 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 rhythm of it and kind of wait until the expectation of the start is passed and then you throw it in. So for Easter parade, it was like in your Easter bonnet with all the thrills upon it. Mm, he was adding his flair. Yeah, exactly. And it it was like, okay, I get it. But, but it's such a classic, you know, beautiful Irving Berlin song and a lot of Irving Berlin songs. It's better if it's on the, on the beat as written, just because that's the way he wrote those things. And he, played with the rhythms sometimes but i always like it my favorite rendition though my actual favorite rendition of east of the song easter parade is <laughs> is in gilmore girls where hmm. as a bit lauren graham play who plays lorelei gilmore right. sings it to her mom on the way of like setting up a dvd player in her mom's room oh that's cute that's <laughs> it's 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 so funny i but it it just tickles me. I know that I know that show is also problematic for various other reasons. But like, yeah. Mm, um, but, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about yeah. Holiday Inn and everything. Um, I also I also wanted you know it, the film within a film at the end. I completely oh had God. forgotten about that because I had seen this movie like twenty years ago again. And I'm like, oh yeah. wait, it's 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 the set. Only we're getting to see the set as the set, not. And then it cuts back once again to the ending, and we're like, "Hey, we're back on the set." Only it's the real holiday and not the set of the holiday. Okay, I'm and my brain is getting. And it's like, wait, you're using real cameras, but you're not capturing footage of anything because there's another camera actually. Because there's another camera actually recording you exactly. recording what's happening. And I mean, how funny would it be though if those extras were actually the state the crew people? <laughs> I wonder because they just do their own. It's a second team, you know. They're 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 just get the second team in and and pretend you're doing the, doing your job and that's it. Pretend that's you're doing your nice. job, and you know what? We're actually going to use some of the footage, maybe because like when they cut to Linda Mason singing "White Christmas," right? I think that camera that's positioned where it was with her on the sleigh is what <laughs> is actually recording it. Yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how how things. Yeah, I mean, I'll also say um, during the that Hollywood medley where that's the film within a film, and then it cuts to uh, like you talked about the animation, the turkey animation for Thanksgiving. So dumb. Well, no, it was an in joke. Do you know? Oh. Do you know what that is? Because the the turkey, um, there was the, there was a discrepancy during 1941 about where Thanksgiving would officially land whether it would be the last thing the last uh Thursday of the month or the fourth Thursday of the month and so FDR made it into law in 1941 that it would be the third the fourth sorry the fourth Thursday of the month and so they animated this confused turkey that jumped from week to week going where where am I supposed to be where am I supposed to be and then okay. he looks at the camera and a little uh one of the animators or at least one of the uh uh animation directors of that that wasn't necessarily credited also did pinocchio bambi and fantasia for disney and there's a little bit of a style like I'm, i looked at them like oh yeah it looks sort of like a, could, a little yes. bit of disney in there um which is always kind of fun, to, fun to catch and it was just closed on thanksgiving because bing was depressed right that's the only reason that it was closed on yeah i don't know why and it was didn't. closed yeah i don't know why he didn't they, there wasn't any Maybe they just thought, well, Thanksgiving is when everyone goes home anyway. So why would you want to bring your There's family? There's after Thanksgiving dinner entertainment yeah. needed. Yeah, maybe. maybe people, maybe. I mean, people do go to restaurants. Well, yeah. I don't know about <laughs> back in the 40s, but like 
I know presently, presently, let's let's go with it. People yeah. do go to restaurants. We'll go out to they... restaurants, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do also like in in the Thanksgiving. Once again, he's he's making fun of himself while he sing while he hears himself sing the uh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. Like you're flat. even yeah, you're flat. <laughs> um, he comments as, oh, I've got an ear to hear with or fly with because Bing has had a very insecurity about his own, his, the size of his ears. So he's just, he's, once again, they're having fun of, of those, you know, the, 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 the black and white kind of back and forth of that. Um, and then the, the only thing I'll say about that scene afterwards is the, uh, the quote unquote, this is an actual term of storytelling, the magical Negro trope came in with maybe basically going show her that you love her and and get her back you can't just sit on your butt and just go 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 and of course that's just like oh the person of color comes in to give some sage advice sage to advice, the white yes. to the white person and then they act upon it and that's it and of course it's <laughs> not only a person of color but it's also somebody who is like you like your she's the maid right or like yeah. or like sometimes it's the butler or something yeah. you know it's the it's someone who is who is it, under your employment or uh, you know, beneath your station that is giving you man this moral... movie is also so uh, tropey in other ways too mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yep 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 the love triangle the comedy of errors as you yep. said yep uh, and then my... you know fred astaire being kind of a almost at times being a, a mustache twirling villain uh where he's just like i'm here to mess up your day woo you know that kind <laughs> of you know? uh but then dancing amazingly so yeah i mean yes yep. yeah would you stay at a holiday inn if this i mean if this holiday it not not the real ones that are in our world but like if this was a thing you know maybe if this yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, dinner and a show, and then I can drink as much as I want, and then pass out and on in my. I mean, that's just a Vegas. You know, <laughs> that's just what Vegas right. is. I just I question how much a Holiday Inn could actually be a good business. You know, right. year round. I you know I I wonder what they do, in between holidays. Prep for the next one. Yeah, but how do you make the money? I mean, those tickets must be like. $30, but also, each. <laughs> but also, there's a shit ton of holidays that obviously they're taking uh, advantage of. Yeah, that they're not doing because oh, yeah. of yeah. all the Christian-based ones that they are doing. Right, exactly. But like, there's no Flag Day. There's no. Uh... There's no any Jewish holidays. No, of course you wouldn't do Hanukkah. Come on. Ugh. But that would be a week. That would be a whole week of of entertainment. Yeah, I I feel like though if you if this was to work, you would have to do like at least four days around the of holiday. Each. Yeah, because you need people to relax, and if you're gonna do July, you need a, the pool open or the mm -hmm. pond or whatever's open over there. Well, you 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 need at least one or two days before the holidays for the people to arrive exactly then you have the holiday yeah whatever it is and then you need one or two days afterwards yeah to make so it maybe five days total yeah during winter it, they can go skiing for a day or right whatever, you know or have like horse-drawn carriages or yeah, something yeah. sleighs but once again you know you have to make these tickets really high end these are like millionaires coming or billionaires by this time, you know, spending their money. I, I doubt, I doubt, the I, common doubt person I doubt this is like, hey, let's spend a hundred bucks. You know, no, 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 this is, this is like, this is your holiday gift for the next two years. The next two years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> at least. Minimum. <laughs> um, okay. So now I ask again, is there anything else? I, we, we did talk a little bit more. I just, besides Linda, I don't, I just don't trust any of these people as far as I can throw them. I just don't think that they're, she's the hero. <laughs> like yes. she's, we wanted her to survive and she finally did because she got a Hollywood movie out of it. Good. Okay. She's on the radar. She's going to be a star. Well, was it a movie or a career? Cause like there's the whole Hollywood medley that happens and I'm not sure if that's supposed to be them filming 
multiple movies. No, no, that's for that's for the movie Holiday Inn. That's that's because because by the end they're they're doing the final scene where her character has gone through all this and and she's reliving the past because she's coming back from Hollywood like it's literally she's playing herself. And then Gene, and then sorry, Gene Kelly, and then Bing Crosby comes in and ruins the take. But whatever, <laughs> he's like, "Who's this guy? Oh, it's the writer. All right." He's he's nothing. He's just like you got permission, but like leave me out of it, right? And at the very end, he starts whistling with with the oh. with the thing, and she goes, <laughs> "Oh, it's you." Oh, you know that kind of thing. So <laughs> dumb. I, I I almost flipped my table while watching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're simpatico. I think I think once again, this is a movie of its era, and there's some pretty funny moments and some pretty spectacular creative uh sequences uh but it's the script is the script is very a very thin skeleton to hang some of the best irving berlin music that's that's ever been written so what can't really argue about that experience i don't really i i don't think i've ever asked this question but would you like to see this movie remade with like Hmm. modern but like retouched fixed and everything and in color and color yeah Maybe, yeah. I don't, I, you know, conceptually, you know, you'd have to be very specific about what kind of music and for what purpose. And oh no, let's let's still yeah. do Irving Berlin music. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, we can do that. I mean, I mean, we could still set it in the forties because mm-hmm. time period movies hilarious, right? But obviously, get rid of Abraham. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cut it. Yeah, but go through Irving Berlin's entire because, like. The musical mm-hmm. has a ton of songs. Yeah, it probably has like 26 songs melded they, in. <laughs> they include Blue Skies, Heat uh-huh. Wave, yes. It's a Lovely Day Today, mm-hmm. Happy Holiday, because I don't think they really sing that in yeah, here. Yeah, they do. Oh, they, they do. do. Yes, they do. Yeah. I'm lied. Um, Which is also in White Christmas, uh, the stage version. Let's take an old-fashioned walk. Uh, cheek to cheek they added oh, so yes. so there are songs we can add or we could just do the stage version as a movie yeah yeah yep um but i think it's time to go to sharp and flat okay sounds good. all right let's do it all right sharp flat so in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it if we like it it's sharp and if we didn't like it a thought it can change it's flat what do you want to start with i'm leaving it up to you i mean let's do the flats first because great oh i mean just, again rip the band-aid yeah abraham just abraham cut 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 cut, cut. The find some, the, some find linda's lines different. linda's lines yeah yeah um I I would say get someone else, but, but besides Virginia Dale too, I wasn't impressed with her. I was, she she fulfilled the role, but as Lila, she could have had a lot more fun with that character. I hate to sound like a bitch, but she wasn't even on my radar. Really? Yeah, yeah. She was so like tertiary. Yeah, she was like, in the beginning, right? And that's but, it. And then at the very end. But like, imagine if uh, a character actress who had vivace, you know, a vivacious feel, like Ann Miller, like a young Ann Miller. Imagine mm. her in that character, where she would just be having so much fun. You know who comes to mind hmm. for another holiday movie? Yes. Um, in It's a Wonderful Life, the. Yes blonde who ends up being a like a hooker or something in the um oh in the alternative universe, in the alternative universe? yeah I can't that actress my... okay oh it comes to mind because i Callers, feel like let us know who that is because i don't remember yeah i'll look yeah. it up later yeah but like she comes to mind because she seems like that type of like oh guess what we i'm gonna be his dance partner la yeah yeah just this, this, this like very outward energy that just exudes from her and so you understand that she's that's that's her personality and she will just bounce from one guy to the next and that's Mm -hmm. but there's a purpose behind it that little a little bit better than virginia dale i don't know it's meh any other flats or was it just those i mean the first one is i agree with you uh is huge and it's it's usually cut from yeah. from airings. Yeah. Um, 
but some channels uh when they air it on tv they keep it in just yeah. because we like i said we need it's we, history we have that conversation of yeah. like this was entertainment it is mm-hmm. not now and here is why yep we should never like yeah it's like a yeah. it's erasing history in a way mm-hmm. where i see why but like we need to learn why right yeah not be like it's bad that's it that's it yeah exactly we need to we need context and we need to know how much better we are and then how much we have yet to go exactly. um okay yeah. uh, the other thing i was thinking is be careful it's my heart i understood why the producers wanted it to be the 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 bigger one but if you actually listen to the lyrics it's kind of very negative in a way it's like you uh, don't don't it don't do this don't do that it's not this be careful it's my heart so on top of the abraham of it all mm-hmm. and and black plays and all that i flatted danny reed the manager because oh. he was so just like one dimensional he's not he's, even two dimensional he was yeah. one dimensional yeah. yes i think he usually played kind of heavies in that makes in sense film noirs and things like that i liked his energy and i liked he had some almost uh abbott and costello kind of like facial expressions uh-huh. but sometimes you're like okay we get it we get it we get it and then i also flatted Ooh. 10 hanover and jim hardy i agree with you i uh, was rooting for really only linda mason yeah but like both men didn't have any redeeming qualities yeah you kind of you you understood that you were supposed to like them because Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire were playing them. I think mm-hmm. that's 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 the only kind of way in which you could survive as an as an audience member through this movie is to be like, and, well, and as we discussed, it's the same with Gene Kelly in some mm-hmm. of these movies, right. like like they have the adorable face, and you're supposed to be like, oh, it's you, you're a movie star, but like you're playing an awful character, right. I would I wouldn't say awful character. I would say a character that does awful things cuz there's some redeeming moments and in general they're trying mm. to do their best within a world that is um you know full of misogyny, full of racism, full of everything like that and then they're supposed to try to make this holiday and work and or have their own careers and and yet fred astaire's like i have to have this one woman i'm like why why can't you just go on and audition people why do you have why are you so myopic and and set on this woman or why can't bing crosby be like i like her too and i think she likes me yeah so because you had one dance with her and i've had two-ish months three months with her yeah so and then and then Linda leaves Bing Crosby's character and actually goes with Fred Astaire. Like she has this flighty thing where she's bouncing back and forth between the two as well. Oh wait, no, they are. <laughs> wait, are they engaged? They are engaged. Yeah, they're engaged. There's so many engagements in here. It's just uh, I'm it's tiring. It's like these are I, I guess marriage was a little less serious back then. <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean you have to end on a happy on a high note you yeah, have to ha- yeah. leave the audience happy so everyone right. so that's why <laughs> everyone's partnered up if you watch a lot of these movies they end in marriages yeah, yeah. and i've covered a lot of them yeah exactly <laughs> and that's the best thing for the woman even if she wants a career she has oh, to be married yep yeah awful <laughs> um okay let's go to sharps Yay. can i go first yeah go Let me go first so I sharp I did sharp Fred Astaire mm-hmm. as a person. So again, <laughs> we are separate. <laughs> we're separating the person from the character. Right. It's like seeing him dance. It was lovely. Um, he carried tunes. He he definitely acted the lines that were on the page in front of him. I also sharp and this I also guffawed at was the exploding peach preserves. <laughs> oh, that scene, yes. <laughs> Like okay, when, when right. that happened, and then and then one of them was just like there were three. Okay, yeah. so those who haven't seen it, I'm going to describe it. There are three jars of peach preserves, and two of them go off, and the uh, Big Crosby and uh, Fred Astaire are hiding behind a couch, and one of them, and they about to like get up Stand and up. like check yeah. everything, and one of them is like, no, no, wait for the third one. 
<laughs> and then it, it explodes. That was so funny. Rule of threes. Yes. Definitely done with exploding preserves. Um, I <laughs> sharped Linda's Valentine's Day dress. It was that oh. gorgeous. I don't know what color it is. Maybe I'll find it on the on the Googles. Whatever looks um, looks good on camera. Yeah, I mean, white. it could yeah. be because like I did uh, when we did Girl Crazy uh, with Lauren Gismondi, our friend, mm-hmm. bestie of the pod. Yeah. Um, we talked about Judy Garland was wearing this one dress and that was also a black and white movie. And it turns out the dress itself was gray. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think this is maybe a black dress or maybe like a darker colored dress. Yeah. Maybe like a green or a brown or something like that. Yeah. yeah it could be. Yeah. Because that's the thing is like women went in black and white movies sometimes wore brown lipstick because that didn't look black. Because if you wore red lipstick in black and white, it looks black. Didn't Lucille Ball wear blue lipstick in Maybe. I Love Lucy? Something Maybe. like that. It's it's wild what yeah. they do. <laughs> um, yep. I also sharped Linda driving the car into the body of water because that yep. was so funny. Yep. The sharpest of all sharps to the firecracker dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And then sharping how meta it became at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh look that's oh there's a wall there there there's a, there's how they got the 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 camera into the white Christmas set <laughs> like I'm thinking ahead. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. yep yep yep. This is what you just watched an hour yes, ago. Like exactly exactly. <laughs> what were um, your sharps? Uh, many of the same um, same ones. Um, you know I liked. Uh, all the all the all the things you also liked um i loved the the drunk dance for let's start the new year right yes um that was really great um i really liked i really liked the lyrics of i can't tell a lie which was the um the one where uh they were dressed up in 1700s outfits and making basically white people doing white people shit because because it was you know the harpsichord and playing around with the musical styles and the tempos and a wig and yeah i like i like that the lyrics of it remind me of uh the song you're awful from on the town the movie um Um, you're awful awful nice to be with and it's like i can't tell a lie i would i could say that you're ugly but i cannot tell a lie because it's washington's birthday i liked that play of play of lyrics it was really cute I don't. I don't know if I want to add it as a sharp. Fuck it, I'm adding it as a sharp. I uh, in that song, the multiple <laughs> mm-hmm. times that like uh, Fred Astaire dips Linda Mason, and, and then had to like and change but it's styles. Like, <laughs> but but like they keep falling and fall. Like there were a couple times that I laughed at that. Yeah, yeah, so. that was really nice. You know, and uh, it, it it certainly put on uh, on display the 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 male ego and fear of of uh, acting out of fear all the time (laughs) it's just like god guys just please go to therapy learn how to communicate with your with your friends and your loved ones and and stop manipulating them i don't know Mm. in 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 this remake that we do we have to make sure that the justification of all the actions you know have ramifications by the end so that they learn a lesson about how to treat people and how to deal with uncomfortable you know situations or, or conversations so can we like totally upend this and make it two women oh i would i wouldn't mind that yeah two women that are that are after the same guys ish yeah yeah without it being catty you know yeah. make sure it's yeah I think it, I mean if they if they do hijinks like mm-hmm. lock somebody out of a door or some room right. or something right that's fine yeah, yeah. let's yeah. do it I can, I can do the Bing Crosby character of course I can't say I can't dance I can I can't I can't do the dancing but you can belt but I can belt and I can belt <laughs> Irving Berlin that's for sure and speaking of belting Irving Berlin <laughs> what songs would you add to your life's playlist oh my gosh I love all these songs um but my favorites are lazy I love lazy it's a fun song to sing um like I like the lyrics to I can't tell I can't tell a lie it was really cute um yeah and I already sing white Christmas <laughs> all the time during December I really only wrote down White Christmas, the first one, because mm-hmm. the classic, 
but like also with her coming in Mm -hmm. singing um he's teaching her the song it's a nice that's that's fun yeah Yeah. i didn't love a lot of these songs or i I liked them i didn't Mm -hmm. love them i want to rephrase but also i feel like a lot of them to me and i know i use this as an excuse a lot i needed the visual so Mm. yeah that's why I only picked White Christmas. Because <laughs> I, I say, have heard yeah. that one so many times. <laughs> I would say le- Look at Lazy on its own merits okay. b- b- after this thing. Because it's it's a lovely song. I mean, Bing Crosby singing, I love it. It's he's, yeah. they He is a crooner. Yep. He is the definition of crooning. Yep, yep. So. Uh, but on that note, Sierra. Yeah. We managed to stay within an hour. I thought I I got very nervous because I was just like, I hope this isn't one of her favorites and I'm about to shit on it. (laughs) No, 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 this isn't an American in Paris. (sighs) True. But I, like you, haven't seen Holiday Inn in forever. Mm -hmm. I like like I said, I just knew about the Abraham and I forgot about the rest of it. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Yep, yep. Um, Zira, what do you have to plug and or promote? Well, um, I had a very good holiday season. Um, if anyone hasn't seen the show Fleischman is in Trouble, it uh, it started in uh, November on Hulu, and I had my first TV debut character. <gasps> what? Yay! So it was congratulations! Really yeah. Jeez, that was that was a little my little breakthrough. Yay! And uh, I'm just finishing off uh, the uh, 2022 season with uh, manhattan holiday carolers did you forget and, what year it was <laughs> well i was trying to trying to make it to be like what is the season it's the 2022 holiday season um mm. with manhattan holiday carolers um so we're available in 2023 now if you want to uh, book us as as a caroling company and um yeah i mean it's the new it's gonna be a different year and we're we're just going full speed ahead sierra why are you forgetting the other big news oh the sondheim thing yes oh oh yes i god it's been a year um i uh, have been on uh, a three volume set of called sondheim unplugged the nyc sessions and i sing mostly with marquee five but in the third um volume i do a duet with uh, the one and only sarah rice who is my friend but also she originated the role of uh, joanna in sweeney todd so that was a lovely duet that we were able to do together so that was that's a big one yay congratulations thank you thank you um and if you I don't know if you want to continue the discussions that we had on here. Um, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook. Bleh. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Pitch us your remake of, of Holiday Inn. Of Holiday Inn. Yes, oh. I'd like to know. Okay. No, so no, no, my... no, no. This is the call oh. to action. <laughs> I was like ready. I'm like, no, no. We already, we already kind of laid the groundwork for our version. But I want to hear. Okay, we... Say that again. Say it again. Uh, pitch us your your uh, version of the remake of Holiday Inn. Do you did you like the idea of uh, it being uh, gender swapped? Do you um, do you want it still in the 40s? Let me know. I'm interested. And mm. if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about Aria, the 1980-something movie that is vignettes. That's all I got right now. I have. I need to. We need to record that episode. But <laughs> anyway, Sierra, thank you oh. so much for coming back. I'm also sorry. Not no, really. no, no, no. I like to revisit the, the things that have made movie musicals tick uh, over the decades and the things that we were like, okay, no, 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 no more of that. Let's, let's stop that. Yes. And, nope. and this is still part of the series of me picking everything. So <laughs> I picked this one and I picked you to do it with me. So yes. It's always a good reminder. But we did it. Yes. <laughs> and we'll never do it again. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch the Firecracker one on like YouTube or something. Oh my God, yes. And you need to watch the uh, Corbin Blue one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I will. I will try to find his version. Yes. Uh, but thank you, everyone. We're still in holiday season, everyone, because 
it's New Year soon. Yay! So happy New Year, happy everyone. New Year. We're gonna be in 2023. I've got plans. So go get drunk and dance with someone. Yes. Woo. Yes, but remember your choreography. Yes. Uh, and don't obsess over them. Afterwards. Have a have a safe New Year, everyone, and bye for now. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. <laughs>